Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Um, Today we're going to be talking about choosing childcare. There's so many options, aren't there, Claire, Mm -hmm. that I think it's just... I I actually wish when my twins needed to have childcare, which was kind of the day they were born, (laughs) 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 Um, I kind of wish that I had had a podcast like this because honestly, I had no clue where to start. Obviously, I worked at a nanny training college, so I Mm -hmm. knew there were nannies, but I wasn't going to be able to have a nanny. Although in hindsight, maybe I could have done when we look at it. But, um, you know, there are just... There's lots of options and I think what's what's the key thing is what is right not only for your children but also for you because mm-hmm. obviously everyone's lives are different. Yep. So we did, um, I went and I knew that I needed childcare when I went back to work. Started off with family. Mm-hmm. And we can How talk old were the twins when you went back to work? nine months my mum said I think you need to go back to work now (laughs) (laughs) they've had enough of you we've had enough of you you need to go back and (laughs) yeah um but yeah so they were nine months and initially family helped um but as we'll go into you know that doesn't always work it's quite can be quite complicated and it was in our instance you know because they're not employed so therefore if they have something else on they don't necessarily you know it's Mm -hmm. tricky so then I went to look at a nursery but I didn't really feel it had the flexibility and I didn't actually like it very much Mm -hmm. and the children were not nursery people if that makes sense Mm -hmm. they needed a bit more of a family environment so I was driving back for the nursery and saw a sign for a childminder in a, a house that looked really nice and thought, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to ring that number, rang the number. And she was the childminder until they went to school. Mm. Um, and, you know, she took them to preschool. They never really liked preschool. She took them for a couple of mornings just so that they could have a bit of experience. There were five children in this childminders and they loved it. And, you know, even now they're nearly 17 we occasionally go and meet her the mm-hmm. childminder and they love her amy did some work experience with her in her little childminding thing that she did and you know it was a great relationship but it it did take a while to go through all those different options mm-hmm. to see what was going to be okay for me but also to see what was going to be okay for them yeah and i think you know it's it's totally down to personal choice at the end of the day but it also comes down to financial you know we we can't talk about childcare without recognizing that the cost of childcare and then parents working and actually you know parents not really even getting enough money from work to be able to necessarily always pay for the cost of the childcare and that then becomes a decision that you have to kind of make do you go back to work or do you stay at home because of the cost implications um and i would say that you know particularly kind of nursery and all of those daycare kind of elements 
they are expensive, but then they're very expensive to run as well. Staffing costs, um, all of the resourcing costs, it's it's not cheap. And, you know, salaries in the early years are not, they're not high. And you can have kind of turnover of staff and things like that because, again, we, we've kind of got a shortage of really good qualified um, staff to work in nurseries. And so there's so many factors but financially can be hard i would also say for parents Mm. of multiples gosh or parents who have got two or three children very close together in age you could have all three in you know if you've got three very close in age you could have them all in nursery at the same time or nursery and potentially after school clubs or a childminder you know it's not it's not always that cheap my salary literally went to the childminder Mm. You know, it was, and and that, like you say, it was a personal choice. I needed to go back to work for my own, for myself. Yeah. Um, But, you know, that that was a massive choice, you Mm -hmm. know, because it literally was like, I got paid and gave it to the childminder. Yeah. And it's also things like, you know, how many days do you want to work? What hours do you work? And then for some people, it's how close are these things? Because actually not everyone has a huge range of options. It might be that, you know if you're in a more kind of city um, kind of place that you live, you are going to potentially have those daycares. You may have some more like preschool-like settings. You may have childminders um, and potentially nannies. But then if you aren't in such a built-up area or you aren't in those, then sometimes your options become even more limited. And so it's, it's certainly not a simple thing. And I think probably one of the biggest pieces of advice is lots of people leave it quite late to look at childcare. You're you're pregnant, you're going to have the baby. That maternity, depending on how long you're going to be off, can feel like a really long time. And it's like, oh well, we'll we'll get closer to. I when I was managing um, nurseries, you'd either have the parents who'd come who had just conceived, and were like, right, we hear that childcare is really hard to find we want to kind of come and look around and book it and everything else and then others that would ring up and be like so we need i need to go back work to work next week um, you know, next month what spaces have you got and it's like well <laughs> we can't actually accommodate that for another nine months or 12 months and i think we got to one is that how long it could be mm-hmm. wow yeah because again it depends on the age of your child but if you're looking for baby spaces then because they tend to be smaller rooms but higher ratios um so you've obviously got more staff to babies there's only so many baby spaces Mm. and so be kind of looking at this way before you think you've got to go back to work because again what you think you might want when you're pregnant can be very different to what once your baby's come and you're getting to know your baby. And like you you just said when you were talking about the um, twins, it's like, actually, they weren't daycare kind of babies. And you just knew that. Whereas other babies absolutely are and might be the only option. And that's, you know, but then if that is the only option for you, then you need to look at all the different daycare mm-hmm. and look at what feel you get. So maybe it's because I always got confused with kind of what, different things are called so things like for example the difference between nursery and preschool and the difference between 
preschool and a nursery class kind of thing those mm-hmm. were you know I was like because as a new parent really there's nothing kind of written down and you do have to cut so it, I think it would be useful just to maybe go through those and yeah. just kind of talk about what they what actually they are. are okay yeah so the biggest one is probably daycare but people mm-hmm. can term it nursery now that then kind of confuses things slightly so daycare is typically they they will be regulated by Ofsted um they are often open quite long hours so the typical hours are about eight till six but I know some that will open seven till seven um again depending on because you have to accommodate the working parent and for some parents eight o'clock in the morning for drop off to get to work is too late um Mm. so sometimes you know this there may be that they provide breakfast lunch and a tea for the children um they're open all year round um they typically care for babies through to four so before they go to school um and these will be your kind of so again these all depend as well but daycare tends to be age groups so you start as baby toddler and then you have like a preschool room which is normally your three to fives there are some alternative versions of daycare so more kind of like a free flow nursery where all age groups mix together um but again the core offering which is the longer hours the meals all of those sorts of things it stay the same so they are typically your daycare settings um they are the ones that get booked quite mm. way in advance and they will take you know they'll be working on a waiting list on the whole so you do need to look at it particularly if you've only got limited amounts in your area and this will come down to your personal preference um the feel you get from it um yeah, I mean, actually, we'll talk about that in a bit. But I mean, that is so important, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I absolutely. mean, not just not just the feeling you get, but the feeling your children get. And I always say it's a bit like you go into a house, don't you? And you mm-hmm. go to buy a house, you know that that ultra rent a house or whatever, you know that that place is right for you when you walk in the door, mm-hmm. or you know if it's not right. And I do honestly think that that instinct is really important to follow, isn't it? And so I used to manage daycare. So I used to manage a nursery that was open 7.30 till 6. And um, we'd show parents round. And it would be, if this doesn't feel right for you, that's okay. That really Mm. is okay. If this doesn't, if something isn't gelling for you, it might be that some of them are kind of purpose built. Some of them are in older houses. Some of the baby rooms may be upstairs. Um, It might be that you just, don't get that feel and don't force it because if you don't get that feeling your child certainly won't because they will pick up from you yeah you have to feel completely comfortable and confident in the childcare that you choose because Mm -hmm. if you go and you feel confident about it your child will pick up from that. It doesn't mean that they're not going to be upset at drop-off or they might take a little bit longer to settle, but it will help the process if they can sense from you that you are very comfortable with that childcare mm. choice. So that's daycare. Then you have nursery stroke preschool. Now, these are all very different and very different depending on your location within 
the country really um so it can be that um preschools again and nurseries have to be ofsted registered so they will always all these will have ofsted reports on the ofsted website so you can check the nursery read their ofsted reports but again remember these ofsted reports are taken in a moment in time and so mm. it could have been a couple of years ago if it was a couple of years ago then management could have changed um it could be you know it could have improved it could have maybe dropped back a bit so whilst they're a good basis they're not something to just solely decide on mm. or eliminate um nurseries for you kind of can't give them a bit of a benefit of the doubt but it's good to give you an idea um but nursery schools so these are more kind of your three to five year olds and that would also be your preschool for some cities they will do kind of two and a half to three uh, to four um, year olds but they are much more focused they won't necessarily have the babies in these settings um some of them will be term time only which for Ooh, a working parent sad. might not work unless you are term time only yourself um and much more kind of your it's probably more your traditional what you may term as nursery so you go in um like i said nine till three you would have given breakfast before you go and it's more sessional potentially as well mm. and so it's still following the same criteria as daycare so the early years foundation stage they will still be inspected but um it's kind of what nurseries used to be isn't yes. it yeah, yeah absolutely mm -hmm. and you can get different ones so ones that follow the montessori approach the steiner approach froebel you know, so they may and typically they will say that on their websites or in their brochures and things like that they'll mm -hmm. tell you what they're following um and then the slight difference for nursery nursery class is that they you can sometimes have nurseries that are attached to schools so they're like a feeder nursery so your child may go at two three years old and then they follow through into the school and so that is right. kind of some of the school's quite clever ways of getting the children in mm, to their school getting children yeah and again they will be yeah. same sort of hours as um preschool and they follow everything else as well um and you do tend to find that more in an independent school kind of set up um but some state schools will have it as well okay and then you have a registered childminder so they again they will be registered with ofsted they will have ofsted reports but this is in a f their own home and mm -hmm. um it's typically with a much smaller amount of children so they're restricted to how many children they can have in their home dependent on how many adults there are to care for the children size of the home etc um some will be all year round some will be term time only so again it needs to be checked they it's probably more kind of home like um in that mm. they may end up having to do school runs if your little ones are much younger they may pick up children after school so your child will be involved in the school run they might go out to the park they will go to classes potentially or they might go to like a 
a playgroup type thing. They'll come home for lunch. They'll sleep in one of the bedrooms. Uh, you know, all those sorts of things. They will be needing to show that they are supporting the child's development. So they will be following the EYFS again. Um, and again, they will be kind of getting socialisation. The only thing to which can be an absolute positive, but it can also be a bit of a tricky one as well, is that they can be with a variety of different ages. So mm. if you put your baby into a childminder, they might have older children and it might be just your baby that's that young, which is great because often they get interacted with by the other children, the childminder, and you know, but it also can mean that your little one is around more boisterous children they're kind of you know those sorts of things obviously the child mind is going to be keeping them safe and all of those sorts but Mm -hmm. it's just to bear in mind that they will be around and you are reliant on one person Mm -hmm. um so if your child minder is sick there's not necessarily a backup i was lucky actually in that instance in that my child minder had a couple of other people that she kind of worked with and actually she wasn't ever really sick so that was (laughs) she was very very good but you know she had a couple of other people that kind of sometimes childminders have kind of backup childminders don't they that they 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 yeah they they kind of share that issue but then again if there's too many of you then you can't do that either can you no and and the thing to say is ask ask at the time of looking around these settings what happens if um, mm-hmm. it's a good question to ask daycare you know what are your rules on illness mm. can you give cowpole because can, yeah. you know or do they have to come home is there a rule on a certain temperature and they get sent home or um are you able if you've got a child who's teething or who's um maybe on antibiotics for something or other are they able to do it or does your child have to stay off you need to know all these things before starting because I think this is the hardest part of childcare is the sickness side of things. Oh, it is. It just feels like every week there's something. And if you're listening to this and have already got a little one. And the problem is when you start to mix with other children in settings like this, then Mm -hmm. they pass them between themselves. They're just building up their immunity, aren't they? They are. And they are little, you know, as lovely and as adorable as children are. They can spread germs like a... No, yeah. like nothing else um because they are chewing on things they are really close contact with each other they don't worry about if they you know cough on someone they really do spread germs fast and if your little one is starting a setting very often you'll find in those first few months you are constantly being called um to say yeah. they've got a temperature or they've got this or you start to you know you suddenly start to hear or in my instance or in my instance I had a call on I was driving on my way home um and one of mine had been sick but I mean all over the poor childminder to the point that she she was like please can you hold them because I need to go and have a shower now because she was covered from head to toe I remember this is the thing isn't it yeah I remember being at nursery and a little one just was just not quite themselves and I was just holding cuddling him and we rang parents to say something's off like we can tell he's just not as happy as he normally is not any kind of strong symptoms at this point 
and I had him so he was facing me and it was like a scene out of a horror yeah. film because he literally projectile vomited straight onto my chest and all Lovely. I could feel was everything going down the inside of my polo shirt oh and I'm like and because it, my polo shirt was tucked in, I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> it was gathering. And everyone just stood and you have that moment of, I, if I walk, what do I, I do? Move, what do we do? Um, yeah, it's sickness is a really, really tricky part of it. And I think so many parents find it very hard if they're working and they get called away to go back and pick up their child. I do think, though, on a positive, I do think since the pandemic, employers are a lot more aware of parent need. Still Mm -hmm. a long way to go. But I think they understand that parents could work from home if required. Yeah, because before you didn't get that, did you? You didn't Mm. have that at all, no. Um, And I think there's a bit more understanding around it. For some employers, I'm certainly not saying... Oh, that's no. definitely something we've got to work on in the years to come, um, improving definitely. the understanding of that. Um, but yeah, mm. bear in mind the sickness policies for all of these because that's mm. probably your biggest. Um, and it's then, one you don't have to really worry about quite as much with a nanny though, which is the next No, kind you of. don't. So a nanny, the, the one difference with regards to nanny is that they don't have to be Ofsted registered. So there's no regulation around the nanny network. Um, they can register voluntary to the um, Ofsted register, um, but it really is, you know, a nanny's choice, parent choice. Um, but there is no regulation of nannies. So you have to be incredibly careful with your recruitment of nannies. Um, mm-hmm. They don't have to adhere to the EYFS, but you would hope that if they are qualified or they are experienced they will be providing activities that stimulate and engage your child and that they would have an understanding of the need of child development and what to provide they will be in your own home and they will look after the number of children that you need them to look after Um, and they will provide you know they will do the care needs for the child so feeding them breakfast lunch dinner um they will help with the children's laundry potentially. Um, they will do kind of nursery runs. They will take them to classes. And again, their working hours can be a bit more flexible. Some live in, so live in the house with you. Some live out. Um, and then it can give you kind of more flexibility. So mm-hmm. you can kind of vary the hours slightly. Uh, they don't always want to work five days a week so sometimes you find a nanny who wants to work three or four days a week um and so bit but again you're coming back to relying on one person so if they go sick yeah it will be requiring you to potentially not be able to go into work and you have to understand that that person's going to be in your own home so there's a very close relationship closer than anything else a lot of trust required huge amount of trust required on both sides yeah Yeah. um they may even be driving your car or you you know um so again it's that sort of thing um people sometimes feel that a nanny is a really expensive choice it is it's certainly not a cheap 
option um, because obviously you are employing someone and you need to re- think about your kind of employer on costs as well. But um, mm-hmm. it depends on how many children you've got and it depends on mm-hmm. how easy it is to manage all those children in different places at different times. Um, and would any other childcare option give you that flexibility? So again, it's don't rule it out as not being a viable option because of cost. Mm. Sometimes it actually works. You kind of need to do the, the sums, don't you? you? Do. Because I think, like I said at the beginning, I think actually now I look back, probably particularly when they were very little, Mm-hmm. I could have probably done with a nanny, you know, and it actually would have made life a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. Um, well, so, you don't have yeah. to get out in the morning. No. That's the nanny has to sort that. Um, you come home and typically they are, you know, depends on what time you get back and what you want the nanny to do. But they may be there to help with bath time, getting them ready for bed, popping them into bed if you're late. Yeah, because sometimes that's the worst thing is if you pick, you pick your child up and you just go straight into like either tea time mm-hmm. or bath and bed and you don't really have a moment to kind of even just put your keys up on the side and have a cup yeah. of tea that's the hard thing i remember one of my nanny bosses um i i worked four days a week for them so i didn't work fridays because she worked three days a week and um she used to leave the house and be like <laughs> have a nice time and we'd be doing breakfast and I'd do the school run, and then we'd do classes, little one would nap, I'd do laundry, all those sorts of things. But she would then come home, normally around tea time, and they were having tea. I'd clear up from tea, she'd get to have a play with them, I'm going off mm-hmm. to run the bath, everything's out, get the bedrooms ready, she'd bring them up for bath. I'd normally have them in the bath while she went and got changed after work. And then we'd do stories together, and... She'd either put them to bed or I would. Um, and she's like, it's less, much less stress than mm. doing the drop-off pickups. But, you know, again, that's not necessarily going to work Doesn't necessarily everyone. suit everyone, does it? No. 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 Um, and so that probably brings us around to kind of relatives. Because mm. that's where, again, for younger children, like you said, when you first went back relatives helped mm-hmm. um it can be lovely because it can be that they can have a real bond with that family member and really have that connection and like your mum had the twins for quite every thursday and uh, at the beginning every tuesday and uh, anyway she definitely had them one day a week for well even after school when we went to primary school mm-hmm. you know she really did and like yeah. you say that bond is really yeah, yeah special then and it is really special and i think like i've seen lots of relatives provide childcare, and it's been really nice for them to have that Mm -hmm. but you also have to flip that out and go it's a lot again dependent the commitment for your um relative yeah especially if they're older Mm -hmm. you know having like for example for mum you know, having twins, it, yeah. it wasn't easy. You know, there's a lot of lifting, there's a lot mm. of pushing, there's a lot of, you know, well, it's just a lot. <laughs> it is. And again, it depends on the relative, doesn't it? It depends on mm. their mobility, their age, their... All of those things. Like, Willingness. You know, yeah. And also, yeah. can they commit every time? 
Mm. Do they want? And to I think it's hard because you shouldn't have that. You, I think sometimes it's hard not to have an expectation. Mm-hmm. But I think that you've got to be quite careful not to kind of have that expectation mm-hmm. because otherwise it can disappoint both sides and it okay. can people fall out over it. And sometimes mm-hmm. it can be easier just to It not. can also be a bit of a too much of a good thing. So you can end up being like, no, this is great. Like we see each other all the time. And then actually because you see each other in the week, then you don't tend to have that because you drop off and you pick up or they come to you and then it's at weekends like well they probably don't want to see the children and so you kind of forfeit your family time a little bit because you lose that different yeah yeah. and so it becomes a bit of a different relationship it does and it can be quite tricky to approach topics so you can go into a nursery you can go into a nanny you can go to a childminder and say this is how i like it please could you do it like this to say that to your relative yeah it depends on your relationship um and it depends on if they agree with you and if they're gonna do it so mm-hmm. i think we've actually got um a blog on having those conversations with we relatives. have yeah with relatives yeah, um yeah. so and again it's you know if you're running late is it harder because you're you know you know your relative needs to get somewhere so it's all those sorts of things that probably need to be considered when Mm -hmm. you get to that side of things um and then as they get older you're potentially looking at wraparound care yeah like after school clubs and things and breakfast clubs Mm -hmm. um yeah so and again how do they work how does that work for your child i have Um, to say i think that was for us that was amazing Mm-hmm. breakfast club and after school club because it meant that you just didn't have to type pick them up and take them anywhere or you know you could just mm-hmm. it was just they they were there before school they went to school and then they went to after school club and actually I think lots of people think oh god it's so unfair because it means they're not coming home but it wasn't like school It was completely different. Mm -hmm. You know, it was in a different part of the school. They had loads of games in the summer. I mean, it was amazing, perfect. They had a massive field to play on. You know, it was it was lovely. They Mm -hmm. really, you know, I think they thrived in that. So I think, you know, again, obviously different schools are different. Not all schools offer wraparound care and that can be quite tricky, but it's definitely um worth looking at if you're kind of struggling and Mm -hmm. working out to work because sometimes childminders especially as children get a bit older they don't want to go to a childminder anymore because it's too many little children and it's not necessarily as cool no whereas after school club you know you'd hope will be quite but again it doesn't fit for all and sometimes it you know you can get someone like a nanny who will do wraparound yeah. care so they'll do pick up from mm-hmm. school and have them until bedtime or until you get home from work um yeah so there are those options as well if they want to come home mm-hmm. um they're not as widely available but that is another no. option so those are the different types of child care and i don't know if if we briefly just talk about when you go in somewhere <laughs> what you're kind of looking for because i remember i was always um felt so we went to look at quite a lot of kind of um see now i want to think trying to think what they would be called i think they were probably preschools we went to look at a lot of kind of preschooly type places 
while they were still at the childminder so that they could have a little um experience of of doing that kind of thing with with children a bit older Mm -hmm. um and one of the things that i thought i i experienced when i went to these places was how different the staff were Mm -hmm. so there was one place i went and the children were were like pulling at her coattails or trying to get her attention she completely ignored them Mm -hmm. and then another place i went to they were doing that and she said oh excuse me a minute to us and went and dealt with the children and that was the place that i was like that's if they go anywhere for Mm -hmm. this kind of thing this is the kind of person i want looking after them yeah because and and that's that's one of the things i would say is key to look at but again that's about the feeling when you get when you go in the door isn't it Mm -hmm. it's about watching all those things like looking at the children are the children one of the kind of the interesting things is are the children engaged when you walk in the room are they busy playing they kind of look up and it's a bit like who are you but then they go back to playing if they're all kind of hanging around and come and find you and want to engage with you because actually they're you know not that interested in what's being put out or do the staff mm-hmm. when you walk in go greet you because if they don't greet you on a look round are they going to be greeting you if you bring your child to the nursery um or the setting mm. and i think it is it's it's a bit like speed dating you know do you get mm. the right feel do they say the right things and can you see yourself every day potentially in a long-term relationship in a long-term relationship with them and i think probably i never i've never fully appreciated my role as a nursery manager or working as a nursery um practitioner until probably the last few years but even this year I have bumped into three parents who I looked after their little ones when they were at nursery. Wow. And they are now all at uni doing different things, amazing things. But I can, one of them I saw in the hairdressers and Mm -hmm. the minute I walked in, she went, oh my goodness, Claire. And um, I was like, oh my goodness, how are you? Now for someone after what must be 16 years, 17 years, to remember straight off and she's like oh do you remember when do you remember this do you remember that and i i was a big part of her her parenting and also her child's you know formative years and then i actually bumped into another parent um randomly at hospital when i was with a relative and we bumped into each other and she went claire what are you doing here not even flinched on my name or anything and I can remember her daughter's name and I can remember all different things but that for me was like wow we had Mm. a really strong kind of interaction um and I remember most evenings at five o'clock at nursery I wouldn't I'd just stop work and be ready by my office door because it would just be a continual flow of parents coming to chat not necessarily about their child Mm. um but just that interaction (laughs) and that kind of we were part of them parenting and Mm. if people still remember that now that showed me how important it was um and so again it's that relationships and 
you go through so much with those parents whether you're Mm -hmm. a nanny a childminder nursery practitioner if you know if you have that family with you for several years it it is really quite you know powerful stuff and you Mm, tend to go through the highs and lows with them but it is about that relationship now there are parents who came and i could have told you straight off that we weren't the nursery for them we just weren't going to gel why why was that because of what they wanted for their children and that we wouldn't be able to provide that because it was you know we're working with one one member of staff to two or three babies you know we're working on one adult to four toddlers all those sorts of things there's there's opportunities for some one-to-one but it's definitely not necessarily you're you may have what's assigned a key worker but that key worker still has other key children to care for Mm. and some of those parents were much more looking for a one-on-one yeah Um, and that's the thing isn't it it is I I think even before you go to your nursery appointment or to visit a childminder you actually have to have that list of things Mm -hmm which is a things that you you need to tick off on your list and they might not be ticked off every you know it, no. you will have to look for which you you you'd have your kind of must haves and then you have your nice to haves but it depends again on the yeah. age of your child so if your child is very you know baby like you're going to be asking about things like feeding sleeping um development how you know what happens with babies like what are you doing with them when you get to toddler age group you're looking at potty training you are looking at that behavior you know side of things so how do they how what is their approach to supporting behavior um because actually do you agree with it well and also you want them to be happy to kind of carry on the kind mm-hmm. of things that you're doing at home don't you and if yeah. they're not happy to do that then yeah. that's actually not the best place to be going yeah no. yeah um God, there is a lot to think about isn't there when go you're with a list of it. questions but i think that's another yeah and that's another reason to be prepared isn't it really mm-hmm. because actually it it's not a quick decision well, I mean, it can be, I suppose, if you go straight to a, a little village nursery and it's you know that's where you want to go and you know lots of people that have done that. But mm-hmm. like you say, in a town, the the choices are endless. It's mm-hmm. It can be quite... And especially if you, you've you just moved or, you yeah. know, all those kind of things, yeah. I think another good tip is to look online for um, uh, reviews. Yes. Because now, even, you know, who buys anything without reading the reviews, to be honest? Yeah. Who stays in a hotel without reading? Now, people write reviews on nurseries. Mm-hmm. And, you but know, from the remember, parents. Always remember. There's two sides. Or that what works for one parent doesn't work for another. Mm. And so. Yeah, no, that's true. What one parent loves, another parent might not. So. You have got to balance it out. Obviously, if you've got huge amounts of people saying absolutely don't consider it because of X, Y, Z, then there's probably something there. But if it's a kind of, some love it, some Mm. don't. Um, And again, very often people leave reviews for those sorts of things when they may be not quite so happy. When you're really happy with something, you just carry on. (laughs) 
Don't you find though that if you really like somewhere mm-hmm. or something and you read the reviews, you go, oh, just ignore them. You, I yeah. ignore the negative ones sometimes because yeah. I want to. But I also think that that's a good indication that you're really sold on it. Yeah. If you're doing that. Well, it's a that. bit like so, um, yeah. going on TripAdvisor, isn't it, for a holiday? Yeah. And sometimes oh, you read yeah. the reviews and you're a bit like, yeah. Where um, did they go? I yeah. want to know. <laughs> and also, I'm not sure that that, you know, I'm sure that's fine you know yeah and you go to the hotel and you're like yeah it's absolutely fine but those things could slightly mm. put you off but actually what feels right for one hotel of one person might not isn't isn't so yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so well i think that's probably all the different types covered it um, is. and kind of a few tips as to what to do when you go and visit these places and kind of a few little tips to think about mm-hmm. um but we've got quite a few blogs about choosing child's care and you preparing children for nursery and things mm-hmm. like that so if you head over to the website and i'll put all the links in the show notes then um, there's lots more tips there absolutely hope that was helpful great thanks for listening that's everything for today thanks for listening If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'd love you to get in touch and let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bespoke Family or head to our website. The links are in our show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Bex and Claire and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Teen and everything in between. See you then.